Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to the founder of Travel with Sinja, Sinja Stoitzner. Sinja is a very charismatic travel vlogger and a consultant in Kenya who is focused on helping women to experience the cultures of Kenya. I also spoke to her about her business in general where she wants to educate tourists and travelers who want to visit Kenya. All of that and much more in my discussion with Sinja. Sinja, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm very fine this morning. <laughs> thank you very much. I've been looking forward to talking to you, especially about your your business and your work. So just for people who don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself. So my name is Sinja, and um, I've been traveling over seven years, and I'm a female solo traveler in Kenya. And um, yeah, I just love traveling in Kenya and also helping other women to explore Kenya and to travel in Kenya as well. Awesome. We'll come on to your business, as I said, slightly later. Uh, so I just want to take it back and ask you a little bit about yourself and where your initial love for traveling started. So for you, where did it all begin? Yeah, it's actually a crazy story for myself because I never grew up in a traveler family. So even until today, I'm the only one in my family and I'm uh, one out of four, I mean, five kids and my family's they don't really travel. So what happened is when I was a student in university, I'm a teacher by profession. Um, I heard older students talking about their internship in Africa. That time it was in South Africa. And they told me about their safari and their experience, how they were combining going on safari, but also volunteering in a school as a teacher. And how they talked about this experience just fascinated me and moved me somewhere inside which I couldn't describe and since that day I told myself hey I'm going to travel to Africa I have to go and experience and that's how I did it and that's from that moment I changed and I looked for a way for an opportunity on how I can travel to Africa the first time in my life and that's how I did it. My degree was in the arts uh, but I always had a ambition to travel because I travel very young and that's where I really got a hook to it. When was the moment that you felt you felt to yourself or oh, this is it really? The way I grew up was that we used to go um, especially to Spain, France, Italy for holiday so I was used to the beach holidays and just exploring this kind of hotel lifestyle and five-star hotels and all-inclusive and um, I never experienced the way of backpacking and exploring and going for adventure and going to mingle and learn from new cultures. And when I heard, like I was in my second year in university, when I heard from other students that this is possible and we can go on an internship and travel to Africa and what it actually means going outside of Europe, because I have never thought about it, to be honest. My mind never crossed going outside of Europe. Uh, I was never interested. So 
that was really the moment which changed me completely. And the following morning, I actually asked one of my teammates, I mean, one I study with, and I asked her, there's a way we can go on an internship. That time it was to Ghana. Will you join me? Because I was so scared. I was so worried. I was like, I can't go alone. My English was very, very broken <laughs> as a German. <laughs> and I was just scared. And she was a traveler. She used to go to Australia even before university. So I felt secure with her. So I asked her and then we said, okay, why not? And from there, we started the procedure of applying for the internship. And that's how I landed the first time going to Africa. So you're based in Kenya, I believe as well. Uh, you've delved into a, a business of yours where you help women. So just explain to people what your business is and what it's called and everything. Sure. So my business is called Travel with Sinya, which is basically travel with me. But you don't always, of course, have to travel with me and I don't always travel with my clients. But the main idea is um, that when I came the first time to Kenya or to Africa, it changed the way I saw the world. So, and I want to give women the opportunity as well to be changed by travel. The first time I came to Kenya, okay, let's say the second day, because the first day I was in a cultural shop. <laughs> but the second day, <laughs> from there, I fell in love with Africa and I discovered a part inside me, inside my heart, which I never knew it even exists before. So for me, to get that change and that opportunity to be changed, that's what I want to give and what I want to help other women to get as well. And as I mentioned already, why women? I love supporting women. Okay, easily because I am a woman. And I think as a woman traveling in Africa, and then especially as a solo traveler, I went there just by myself to Kenya. I traveled there the first time for six months without knowing anyone, not even knowing proper English, nothing. And I did it. And I know I was scared. I was really, really scared. And the first time I traveled to Africa, it was to Ghana. I would have not done it if I would have not made to convince my best friend. So, and I want to give women the opportunities. I mean, they can travel with their friends, yes, but also solo travelers who are alone at home and they think, okay, I don't have my best friend or my best friend, she doesn't want to go to Kenya or she's working all the time or she doesn't have money or whatever the issue is. I still want to have this woman to get out of their comfort zone and just realize their dreams because you might be changed for life, like the way I did. So. I basically never returned back home to Germany. Since I came to Kenya the first time in 2014, something shifted inside me so that I stayed. Of course, I went back home. I packed my things. I finished my, uh, my studies, but I was sure I'm not living in Germany anymore. So I broke up even with my boyfriend at that time. I, yeah, arranged everything. And then directly after my last um, internship as a teacher, I completely moved to Kenya, and that's why I am today. So those are very bold moves to make. So especially as you just said, they're breaking up with your boyfriend. You know, uh, a real shift in your life and moving across to Kenya. And you said, obviously, as a solo female traveler as well. And there's a lot of misconceptions sometimes about Africa. But you wanted to show that as a woman, which is why you said it was important to start the business for women as well. We touched on it a little bit, why it's important for women. So how do you 
help women then what is the sort of business so i basically make you feel comfortable and help you to plan everything for your travel from a to z even after said the moment you arrive in kenya if you wish you can book me or hire me as a travel guide travel leader and i travel with you as well on top so that's a service on top we can also book in case you are really worried or scared or you just simply want to have someone traveling with you or company or i used to have like one client she was already older or another client she only talked in german so she wanted me to be there um to help her yeah just company and organizing but basically how it works the concept is i am an independent travel consultant so that means um the moment you reach out to me or you maybe you have followed me on my social media you found me you reach out to me then what i will do I will actually not really listen to you until we chat you a call because for me it's very important that we get this personal connection and you see traveling to Kenya or to Africa or in general if you go on a holiday when my clients or my typical clients come to Kenya it's not just about going on safari and getting to the beach there's always something behind something inside you deeper maybe you don't know it yet why but there's a reason why you're traveling and there's a specific reason which is individually only for you what you want to experience so maybe you are into culture maybe you are a yoga type maybe you want to run away whatever from your ex or you want to start a new life you want to go and have something out of the norm whatever so in that call we are scheduling which is totally for free so i do this with every client i get them on a call zoom call or just via whatsapp video call and then we connect i get to know you you get comfortable with me and then from there we take the procedure if you want to so which means i help you planning everything so i come up with a trip for you i suggest you okay in your type maybe abcd would make sense or you can do this and then of course according to your budget when you are coming what you want to do and then i will share with you different itineraries after the call but it's way more than that i as well i am here more like i would say as a friend so i help you also if you have questions because most of my clients they wonder about senior is it even safe as a woman so that's one of the biggest questions female solo traveler have so i have created also a free training which i then after the call share with my clients they can just watch and they learn things about how to be kind to just basically how to get the confidence of traveling as a woman in Africa because it's still quite different traveling in Africa compared to Europe or to the USA so yeah as well if you need help in applying for a visa so it's more like a 24/7 hours like i am there for you via whatsapp via instagram before your trip while your trip and even of course if you want after your trip because i do connect with my clients um which i when they come to kenya are not clients for me anymore i make sure of course if possible that we can even meet up because most of the clients they land in nairobi of course that's our international airport so i will live in nairobi directly so i also make sure i welcome them in nairobi if possible and if the client wants to so we can meet up for dinner or for lunch or even to the extent that i travel with them for one two days 
um, yeah, depending on our schedules. From what everything that you just said there, it sounds very bespoke. You know, there's a personal touch to it, which makes it more comfortable for any women who are coming in for the first time, especially, as I said to you, to a place where there's been misconception, maybe in the Western media, you've got that touch to say, hang on, I'm from Germany, I'm from the Western world, it's all fine. So you've got that. So yeah. I think that's the, I, I would, would you say, what would you say then makes your business different to others? Because I have spoken to a few people who have got very similar businesses where they will have a very bespoke cases or you can travel to Kenya this is what we can do for you so what yeah. makes you so different of course number one myself but I wouldn't say that as number one point um what I truly believe in and as well I do as well I run an organization um in Thika, which I co-founded the first time I came to Kenya so we support orphans in the slum and my concept is while traveling to support the local communities so my typical clients, which are females, but they do as well love traveling and supporting locals and as well, not only supporting locals, also living with the locals or exploring culture. Because in Kenya, we have over 43 tribes. And if any tribe is known, then maybe the Maasai, <laughs> which is a fascinating tribe. And I love working with the Maasai. I have villages where um, clients can sleep over and they really get into the Maasai culture, which means they can be part of a survival training. Um, they can learn about healing plants, sit with the Maasai in the evening at the bonfire and dance and get their stories and learn more about their cultures. Um, and as well, I am more known for being specialized in Samburu and the northern parts of Kenya because it's more like a remote area. So it's more like the travel for tourists where, I mean, traveling with not many tourists. So, and this is the Samburu tribe, which is similar to the Maasai tribe. So they are dressed very similar, have a similar culture. And there I work, for example, with a woman's only village. And this attracts a lot of women who say, yes, I want to come. I want to visit this village. Sinja, can you take me exactly to this village? Because this village is only for women. So which means Samburu women, they fight against their own culture. They fight against their own men. Because still in Samburu and Maasai culture, there are a lot of things like FGM and the girls are not going to school. I mean, it's changing now. Luckily, even girls are going to school. But let's say 10 years ago, girls did not have the right to go to school. Or let's say the fathers always chose the boys going to school. And it's still happening today. And FGM, of course, is a big, big topic. And um, yeah, just basically giving the woman a right to speak, the right to choose. Because a lot of women are not having any rights there. You get married as a third, fourth, fifth, sixth wife, and you can't do anything. Um, yeah. So where do you go when you get beaten up? Or where do you go when something happens to you? So in this village... They made sure that they are like a refuge place for women who have trouble at home or who want to make a change in their life, who wants to who want to be independent. And um, yeah, so it's a, it's a very yeah. That's just one of the projects or organizations I work with, and these are very interesting projects. And a lot of clients find me through that because I've been working with the women's village for over three years now. 
So I'm very close to Rebecca Lodosoli, which is one of the co-founders there. And yeah, clients find me through that as well. And then I connect them with Rebecca or I travel with them there. Depends on their time and the rest of their itinerary. It's very admirable for your business to actually have that, I guess, humanitarian aspect. You know, you've put your because a lot of businesses I'm I'm sure a lot of businesses out there when they start the main goal is to start making money start making it profitable but your heart was in the right place in terms of you wanted to give back and I think that's really important giving back to the community considering you've come from a different country yourself and you've recognized that you've not just come for the money and the business and you know trying to grow yourself as just as a business but you wanted to give back and that's yeah. very, very, uh, to be fair, I've not spoken to businesses who've done that, actually. So that makes you very unique in that sense. So I guess what challenges have you faced, though, whilst you started the business and where it is? I guess where is the business now from where it was when you first started and the challenges yeah. you faced? The funny thing is that I never came to Kenya with the idea of starting a business or I never even came to Kenya with the idea of I'm going to live in Kenya. So let's start from there. So when I came, what made me stay and fall in love with Kenya was the organization I co-founded back in 2014. So the first four years, I lived volunteering in my own organization I co-founded and making sure the kids are okay. We fundraised, we co-founded an organization in Germany, which is today one of the biggest parts because they are our let's say 99% our sponsors for the organization in Kenya. And since I managed that this project works basically without me, we have a full Kenyan team who works, we have a full German team who works, so I could take myself more out. And I never earned any money because that was volunteering. That was my project. Like what I wanted to do, I wanted to give back and help the kids. And, um, but then there comes a time, of course, you need money. I was a student. I had a very low-budget lifestyle. And I used to live in a village in Tika, which is yeah, around one hour away from Nairobi. And in this time, how I got also sponsors and attention and made all this happen was I blocked a lot um, in social media, that time especially in Facebook. So I got a lot of people reaching out to me and asking me, Simia, oh, you are in Kenya, right? I want to go on safari. Can you help me? Or I have this question and I have this and this and this. And at the beginning, honestly, I just had so many women or, yeah, especially women connected with me on the social or on platforms. Um, I had them all for free without having any business model. I mean, just to the extent I could because traveling in Kenya is not cheap. Traveling in Kenya is really expensive. If you have ever gone on a safari, you will know how much money you pay. So that time, I was a volunteer. I was broke. I had nothing. And then you asked me about safari tips. And I just tried. And then I helped connecting you with other two operators, which I knew. And that's how I slowly, very, very slowly, actually the first time when my brother came to see me here in Kenya, and he told me, Sinja, I want to go on safari, is when I seriously started thinking and okay like okay let me see because i just don't want him to connect with anyone i want to make sure he's safe he's okay he has a good experience and that's when i started reaching out to two companies getting involved with them and i just got yeah more and more and more requests online 
so that I started selling or becoming an agent for low-budget uh, tours in Kenya because that time I was a low-budget traveler. <laughs> but then I have changed. Like my life has upgraded. I started traveling myself the way of I live now compared to a few years ago. The way of I travel now is very differently. Like now I work with all kinds of lodges. I work with all kinds of organizations to operate together. I think the biggest challenge is to stand out and to get traffic for your business. Mm. Because once I had like figured out of what I want, like at the beginning, as I said, I never had an idea of, okay. And I'm also not into tourism. Like I am a teacher by profession. So my biggest challenge was more like they call it imposter syndrome or more like with myself, like who am I to sell safaris? Who am I to guide others to help traveling in Kenya? I don't have a tourism degree. And I always say I don't have it. So this was my biggest problem. But my experience stood out. My The good reviews of my clients helped me to overcome that. So that was number one. And number two is simply getting the attraction, getting the traffic, getting enough leads, which you can convert at the end of the day. And um, now I'm growing. Even my YouTube now has just, it's, I can see when I follow my analytics, <laughs> I'm, I'm still a small YouTuber, but the algorithm is picking it up slowly. My Instagram, now I'm almost reaching 10,000. It's, it's coming and I'm getting DMs. I'm getting uh, my lead magnet works. And now, of course, in these uncertain times here, there have been less travelers. But the last few months, it has been picking up again. And I think this is the biggest challenge all tour operators right now have, or all travelers, that we basically have this fear outside in the world of not traveling. The biggest challenge is the pandemic. It has been the pandemic. And how have you managed to sort of get by that without the business that you would have had pre the yeah. pandemic? So it had positive sides, of course, as well. Um, then the negative ones is the financial part. <laughs> Let's start with the positive. <laughs> um, it gave me a lot of freedom, a lot of time for myself to travel as well and to explore. Like all our lodges and our tours here, they have really reduced their prices during um, this time right now. So which means that we as locals could travel for a small amount. Or I have luckily come to a situation that I don't even pay for traveling anymore. So I don't, I only stay at accommodation tents if they invite me or if they sponsor me. Or yeah, I have a kind of contract or something with the, the lodges. So I got lucky and used all this time to travel for myself, to explore, to make travel vlogs and all these things. But at the same time, of course, you need money. So what I did and what I still do, but now, very less right now in this moment. The fact that I'm a teacher, um, I help especially German families or let's say mixed families, which they want their kids to be in the German school or most of the families, maybe their mother is German or only their father is German. And they live here in Nairobi. And now because of online schooling, they need support um, in the school system. So they hire me as a private teacher to my own schedule, just like one hour here, one and a half hours here, two hours here, uh, multiple times in a week for different families. 
So that's how I came, overcame personally that situation financially, which worked for me personally very well. Um, yeah, but of course, this was just to overcome this season, this period. And now I'm back into um, being a travel consultant. We've had, in fact, in the United Kingdom where a lot of the travel industry, pilots, you name it, struggling really badly. And we're talking about here, we're a country that's meant to be a first world country. Uh, so for you to to survive that is absolutely amazing. One of the things yeah. I wanted to ask you was about how competitive you are compared to your other uh, competitors, I guess. At the beginning, when I started, I, I always thought, okay, you have to be cheap. You have to be, uh, be very competitive. But there will be always a cheaper and a cheaper and a cheaper. And until I realized it's not about money and it's never about money. It's about the change you create in people's life. It's about the transformation process. And it's about the experience you can get. And this makes me um, stand out to my competitors. Because if you want to travel, for example, to a woman's village, or if you want to have a certain cultural experience, it's hard to find it somewhere else. I'm not saying I'm the only one who does that. But the only one maybe who does it in my way, <laughs> like the only one, with the concept of giving back, with the concept of having supported them for years over years over years. And my clients do appreciate that. And um, yeah, I would say from the price range, it's a medium budget. So it's nothing, I'm certainly not the cheapest and I don't want to be the cheapest <laughs> because we love paying our drivers, our cars and everything um, to a fair price and a fair service because it's all about for my company, it's all about supporting locals, and it starts with your own employees. Mention your socials as well. So you've built a good socials media platform for it. As you said, the YouTube, I've watched some of your videos, and as you said, your Instagram's growing. Was that another conscious thing to do whilst you were doing all your business outside? You wanted to make sure your social was growing? Because I guess that's a great way of getting the word yeah. out about the business. Definitely. And I'm not even a Facebook type. That was like years ago when I started. I didn't know Instagram that well. So I just started Instagram a few years ago, to be honest. And Instagram was always more like a personal thing. Like, I am just a person. If you even guys, if you want to follow me on my Instagram, on my stories, I'm there like almost every day. And I feel myself, I talk about my daily life. I talk about my experience. And when I travel, I love traveling and sharing my experience. And this has something from inside me, which I always had and I, or I discovered while traveling that I need to, I have the feeling of, I need to share it. So this is something natural I have, nothing like some content creators or travel agents. Like I have partners I work with, they are shy of the cameras. They don't even want to take a picture. So I'm exactly opposite. <laughs> I go, I talk, I interview, I, I just take videos. So, so Instagram has been more like a personal thing. Um, which I have been grown very easily and very fast, which I'm very happy. Um, and YouTube was a struggle. And that was a thing which I thought like, okay, that is, I want to make it because of business. Um, and then I started learning all about YouTube. The algorithm, the, I, I, I think I watched like a millions of free tutorials on how to get keywords and how and what makes sense and the strategy in YouTube. Um, and at the beginning, it can be very, very frustrating because the first videos 
you don't feel comfortable just talking to yourself to the camera and then uploading a video that no one watched it. <laughs> and then anyway, um, yeah, it, it took like over now one and a half years until I really got to love it and be there like on a weekly basis or now I'm even trying right now on a, a bi-weekly basis. And yeah, but I think the main idea I had with YouTube, um, which makes me different to other tour operators is of vloggers, is that I'm not a typical travel vlogger. I do and have some travel vlogs there, yes. But I am, an, I call it an educative travel vlogger. So I am there giving travel tips and tricks all about Kenya. And this is for everyone, for male and female. So if you have male followers here, you can also follow my, my channel and just get all the, the, the tricks and the hacks. And yeah, I make videos to all kinds of topics about whatever, how to travel on a budget, how to travel luxury, uh, how to watch out, um, what not to do, what to pack, what to wear, what you see like combined with travel vlogs. And that's why I think now slowly my YouTube is catching up and I hope it's going to continue growing. Well, I know what it's like. It's very difficult. As you said, there's so many YouTubers out there, especially yeah. in the travel sector, and it's hard to get your, your name out. And as you said, sometimes when you put out video, who's do they watch it? That's the thing. So it's, yeah. it, it is difficult, but I've seen it. You've grown your channel beautifully you know it, it's come to a stage where you know you could because what will happen is we'll, we'll, you probably might hit like a slow growth and then bang it will go so high you're like oh my goodness how's that happened so fast so i'm sure that will be very soon one of the things about africa itself a statistic i know is that not many people travel there pre-pandemic anyway where 79 million visitors a year all over Africa, but and when you compare that to Europe, 790 million pre-pandemic. So how, what can be done to sort of get that gap down? I think it's tricky for us personally to tackle that. Um, but what I think which needs to be done is a major like media shift in terms of Africa. Africa is still seen as an underdeveloped one <laughs> country, actually, not even different countries in this continent and also you see i don't have to look far like i just have to look at my mom or my dad they only traveled in europe and they know i live here now for seven years i am here for seven years and they have never come to see me because they have a fear inside like my mom doesn't want to take long flights that's where it starts um then my father is worried about um all the mystery he could see so the problem is how Africa is being projected in European or in American media on TV. If they only show like the misery parts, people dying, people suffering, terrorism, uh, something happens. And if that doesn't change, or if we now, okay, anyway, social media takes over. So if we don't keep on speaking up for Kenya or for Africa, for the, the beauty of Africa, because it's a safe country. Of course, there are some areas which are not safe. Of course, I'm not saying this. There are also certainly countries you shouldn't travel to in Africa. Of course. 
but also in Europe or in your own home city, there will be streets which are not safe for travelers. Even in Germany, in Berlin, you can't walk everywhere at the night. So you just have to be, how do we say? When you travel, you just have to be um, conscious about what you do. And I think it's for us to start making that change in social media because social media takes over the TV and the radio anyway. So with time, we will have a change because people have to realize that even in Africa, like we have, I live in a house. I don't live in a hut. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the thinking of Africa has to change. And as long as that thinking doesn't change, People are afraid to travel. But I think with all these travel vloggers and especially in YouTube out and they show reality in their videos, it's the only way on how you can make um, these changes happen. I personally think that, so for example, yourself, you, we need more people like yourself who are out there constantly uploading, constantly showing a side to Africa that resonates with people go, oh, actually, you know, Nersinia's doing it, so-and-so is doing it. Maybe it is. So I think you need more and more of those as time goes on. And like Asia, for example, you know, years back, Asia wasn't visited, but now Asia, everyone likes to go to Asia. So over time, I think, I, I say give it another 10 years with how social media, as long as it keeps trending, because more and more people are traveling to, and that will also help reduce the price as well. So it's a place like Uganda or Rwanda, where if you want to go see the gorillas, it's very, very expensive. But eventually it will start to sort of come down where it's more accessible, more affordable for a lot of people. So telling the story that resonates with the Western world. So Westerner telling the story will actually help. That's what I think anyway. And it's great that you're there. You're, you're telling your story and then, Hopefully, let's just see if I can get out there again. Because I've been to Africa a few times, but I didn't necessarily video myself at the time because I wasn't a, a YouTuber or anything like that myself at the time. But now, if I do go, I'd want to show a side to Africa where people... And I've got friends in uh, the United States as well who've done something very recently as well where, again, it's showing a side where it's absolutely beautiful. You know, not, not necessarily, as you just said, that people think, oh, you live in a hut... Actually, you're living in a house, aren't you? So that, that, those are the misconceptions that we're going to try and have to sort of bypass. And I think it will happen over time anyway. Congratulate you with everything that you've done with the business. So it sounds like it's on, on a nice trend. It's going up. But you have settled and not gone back to Germany. And you mentioned that your family, have, well, your parents have never visited, I should say. What's your situation like in Kenya? So actually, um, to my personal level, I have settled down in Nairobi now. and. Um, up to last month, I was still traveling, but I am pregnant in month eight. So, oh, in congratulations! Eight months, I'm getting my first baby boy. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> so, I am married to a Kenyan, um, but he's not a traveler at all. So, I still do travel solo. I do travel with friends. So, I do any kinds of travel nowadays, and also, of course, with the partners and just to go and check out lodges. Um, so I still travel solo. Um, yeah, so that's my personal situation directly in Nairobi. And of course, now um, I have not gone home for 
it's over one and a half years. And even the last time I went home was just like for a week. So my next international trip will be definitely home with my baby boy. <laughs> Hopefully everything goes well. And uh, seeing my family and um, yeah, especially I miss my grandmother because for her it's not that easy to understand why I am here. Yeah, so that's my personal um, situation here. But oh, well. I cannot, for myself, I have decided, I cannot even imagine of going back or living in Germany because the life I have created here and I have so many dreams and goals where I want to go and what I want to do, which are simply not possible in Germany. Of course, no. I, by the way, congratulations. I didn't realize you were pregnant and you're about to have your first baby very soon. It's great that you settled and sometimes it's, I guess when you've got a mission or a goal with business or anything, sometimes your social aspect or, or your personal life can take a bit of a backseat, but it sounds like you've found a nice balance and and it's it's fantastic to hear. And as, as you also said there, or something I picked up, you said your grandma still doesn't understand why you've moved. Uh, I guess it's that older mentality, you know, old-fashioned old mentality, you know, why have you gone to a place like Africa? So it's it's great that you've actually settle beautifully again and uh well as i said to you I, I wish you the best of luck with that when it happens i'm sure you will give yourself some time off before you get back into work again or will you continue to work i'd be not planning to <laughs> i mean it's my first child so honestly i don't know what's going to happen slightly different isn't it if you were working for someone then you can take nine months yeah. off or something but when it's your own business i guess it, taking time off isn't really a option is it and as well you see okay the good thing is that i can work from anywhere so now i'm just home in two three weeks i decided no travel anymore i'm too far i have to stay around Nairobi. and um yeah so i can work from anywhere and yeah i will most likely get a nanny who supports me so that a few hours in a day I can be on sales calls, I can talk to clients, I can work on engineering. So I will definitely um, start like that. And then I hope by the end of the year, actually in December, January, it's the first time I want to travel back home to Germany. And then from there, I think, I okay, I'm planning, that's my goal or my dream. <laughs> I want to continue and also supporting travelers or like um, maybe single moms or moms who travel with a baby as I said my husband is not a traveler so it will be still me being traveling with the baby um, so I want to also create content on is it possible to travel with a baby in Africa how can you travel so of course I grow so also my YouTube channel will go with me a little bit in that direction but still giving support on general travels of course and cultural travel so I'm not planning to stop any travel, um, just, of course, the first few months, obviously. Um, and then the way of traveling will change the moment you have a baby, obviously. So That sounds really interesting, actually, traveling with the baby through, uh, yeah. again, a continent where not many people would do. So that's actually, that would be, I'd be very intrigued to see that. One question before I let you go, in terms of where you see your business now, development-wise, where would you like like it to be? in the near future? That's a good question. So I'm still on a stage where I have like, um, let's say a few clients, but I actually want to have the same business model, but with more clients, like if that makes sense, like to a bigger, with, um, yeah, just with a bigger revenue. But 
the way my business is structured, I want to continue it exactly the same way. The only thing I wish to be right now is to be able to be more on the road, like to explore and experience even more. So, I mean, I've been traveling a lot. I cannot complain at all. But where I'm seeing myself is that I be sponsored by more lodges or by organizations who reach out to me and tell me, okay, Sinja, we have a cultural event here. Um, there's this tribe here. So I want to make way more content about the tribes of Kenya and experience it myself and also vlog about it because that's my personal um, my personal interest. And I want to make it happen in a bigger, like my dream is because I started uh, my organization in Intika, which we have 22 children. And right now, the German organiza organization, they are to 90%, 99%, they are our sponsors. But Travel with Senior, I want to take part of that, like at least 30, 40, 50%, if possible, of the every month's cost. So my dream is with Travel with Senior to make a real impact in the society here. I mean, we already do with our travels because our money goes back to the communities. But also, I want to be able to choose organizations which I can additionally support and really make a big difference so that we can, instead of the 22 kids we are having now, we can go and maybe have 30 kids. Um, yeah, so that's my personal goal in a few years. And I'm pretty sure I get there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you will do. No, I'm sure you will do. Well, I'm going to wish you the best of luck with that. And I wish you the best of luck on your personal, you know, with your baby. I can't wait to hear about it. And it's amazing talking to you. It has been amazing talking to you. Uh, just before you go, can you just let people know how they can find you on your socials or on your website? Yeah. So I made it very simple for everyone who's listening. <laughs> um, so my company is called Travel with Senior. And that's everywhere. My handle in Instagram, in Facebook, in YouTube. You find me under Travel with Senior. That's it. And then, of course, you can reach out to me via email. I'm sure you can share uh, more details or the webpage, even the webpage, travelthinia.com. So it's very, very simple. I will pop out everywhere. Just Google me. You'll find me. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Senia, I want to thank you for coming on, and I wish you all the best, and take care of yourself. I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited <laughs> and honoured. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.